Spotify. We'll be streaming live soon. Part three. I did part one, part two, this part three. Right? Right? Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Eu quero ser um testemunho. Remove o erro e crie o bem. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Okay. Amen. So good to be with you this morning. I'm in my cabin this morning again. Been enjoying the, the woods, enjoying the birds, and uh, I'm by myself. And I uh, want to share with you uh, the scripture. And today I want to share on the prophetic and healing, part three. Remember, there's part one, part two, part three. That's a uh, an hour and a half of teaching on this matter. So let's take a look then at the scriptures for this morning, which is found in uh, which is found in Matthew chapter nine, verse seventeen, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six. Matthew nine, verse seventeen, and then jump to. Uh, Verse 23 to 24, 25, 26. Neither do men put new wine into bottles break. And the wine runs out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. This is the King James Version. He's simply saying, you don't put new wine into old wineskins. Because it expands and it leaks and it, it, it just not, does not keep. You put new wine into new wine skin. So what is the, the thinking here that, uh, that uh, Matthew is, uh, is bringing to us? It simply is it's simply this, that uh, the new covenant can only operate on faith. You can't put new skins. You can't put the gospel and the freedom of the gospel to operate under the law. It doesn't work. It don't fit. Because the gospel under the law does not, uh, it's old and uh, it's secondary. And the, and the, the new wine skins here symbolizes the new gospel that operates by faith. Good. Then let's go to verse 24. Uh, that's what it is, verse 23. And when Jesus came in uh, uh, and Jesus arose while he spoke these things I should have put verse 17 18 there while he spoke these things about the wine skin and so on behold there came a, a certain ruler saying my daughter is now even dead but come and lay your hands upon her and she shall live Verse 23, and when Jesus came into the ruler's house, that's Jairus' house, the synagogue ruler, leader. He saw the minstrels, the women that's paid to cry all over the house. And the people making noise. He said unto them, give place, please, 
uh, leave the room, go outside, for the maid is not dead, but asleep. And they left him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and, and the maid arose, and of course, he raised her from the dead. Life touched death. No one died or stayed dead in his presence. And that's our scripture for this morning. We've been talking about the prophetic and, and healing. Prophetic and healing. And I know that uh, uh, this is material that uh, those of you who are in personal ministry to others, uh, people involved in the area of healing, deliverance, uh, missionaries, Bible teachers, you need this. Because you're dealing with a gift of the Holy Spirit, which, which is prophesying. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, verse 10, that when Paul mentioned prophecy there, or prophesying, he wasn't referring to a prophet. Nothing to do with a prophet. The prophet is the office of ministry. Prophesying is edifying, building, and comforting. The basis for Paul understanding on this is 1 Corinthians 14.3. I keep on repeating this all the time. Get your Bible and mark 1 Corinthians 14.3. Exhorting, comforting, building, encouraging, speaking life into people's lives. So, so three things then to uh, remember from the lesson yesterday. Number one. Prophesying is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? It's because if you see it another way, it will not work. The Holy Spirit has rules, order, balance. There is a, a procedure, repetitive and constant in the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know nothing about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then you're in trouble. And what I'm saying to you won't make any sense. So come to my website and look for the gifts of the Holy Spirit podcasting, and listen to it, and, and God will bless you with it. Then go into our website and search for the teachings, and there are 24, 30-minute teachings on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, prophesize a gift. Operates under the rule of the gift. Number two, it's a vocal gift, meaning it uses your mouth. Then third... It operates under the power of the word. What do you mean? Because since it is a gift, it has to be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your act of ministry. It has to be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your act of ministry. It's not something you just, you just think it over and just pick it up in the midair and say it. That causes a lot of problems. Personal prophecy comes out of that. Because... You, you didn't hear from God. You're not fasting. You're not praying. You don't have a prayer life. And you're trying to do ministry in the, in the raw. And that caused a lot of problems in the church. And so, listen to me. you got to know is a vocal gift, is an expression, a manifestation, like all the other gifts, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, faith, work of miracles, gifts of healing, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. All of these nine gifts are a manifestation to a person here or a person there and a person here. It's not something that you come up with out of your mind. All right? Good? Okay. So today, I have several comments about living a prophetic life. Because the, my job is to, uh, is to teach you 
to understand this concept of prophesying uh, and chew it up with you and work with you and give you uh, uh, data. I'm prophesying to you. I'm edifying. I'm building. I'm comforting. I'm working hard to get this job done. So <laughs> I hope you understand. Now, number one comment I'm going to say to you today. I have a thing too. Number one, first, faith increases or decreases the power of the word. Faith decreases or increases the power of the word. Meaning that prophesying has levels of power that are directly related to faith. Because you see, all of us have measures of faith. Jesus is the only one who has a full measure. But most of us have different types of measure of faith. Some of us have a little bit. Some of us have a halfway there. Some of us have literally nothing. Some of us are loaded with it. Jesus many times said this, Be done according to your faith. Remember that? Be done according to your faith. In other words, I have a, I have a, a faith level. And uh, uh, I just enjoy serving the Lord. And uh, I, 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 I'm young in heart and spirit. And uh, I have a long way to go in my lifetime. And the older I get, the stronger I get. Amen. So Jesus many times said, be done unto you according to your faith. When Jesus made this comment in Matthew nine seventeen, he talked about the new, the new wine only on new skins. He was saying that in the new covenant can only function by faith, not by the law. You don't put new thinking new rationale into someone that is totally unsaved, without the life in the Spirit, without understanding the life in the Spirit, without comprehending the kingdom of God and, and the move of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work. You don't comprehend. Some of you use this sight in order to be encouraged, to be assisted, and to be taught. And I commend you for that because it's going to take a lot of study, a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting to get to where you are able to know that uh, you are new skin and the Holy Spirit then will pour upon you and you stretch out with the Word and will not, will not come apart. So when, take talking, when Jesus was talking to the centurion in Matthew uh, 8.10, Jesus said to the centurion, remember, I have a servant. You don't have to come to my house. All you have to do is to say a word in my servant will hear. Yes, I never seen great. Remember that. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith in all Israel. Not in all Israel. Verse 13, the same. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go your way. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. Well, that's the same thing that Eli said to Hannah. As you pray, Hannah, as you cry out down there on the floor of this, of this sanctuary, uh, whatever you pray for, be done unto you. 
and suddenly Hannah conceived and 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 had a baby named Samuel. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful story. So faith releases the power of the word or restricts the power of the word. Let me explain. If you are in ministry and you uh, are, uh, do not study the scriptures, you, you are a person that do not believe that the Holy Spirit is power. You have a problem with people like me. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> now, I'm going to make a lot of trouble then, okay? In other words, I haven't been called to please you or to, 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 to give you a popsicle. And I've been called to stir it up. That's what I do well. I stir it up. I bring you into accountability. And, 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 and pray for me that I, that I do not soften out. Amen? So here's what it says. Faith releases the power of the word out of your vocal expression of prophesying. So if you have good faith, the power of the word releases and it does wonderful things. But if you, if you do not have faith, you have doubts, you have fears, you, you question, uh, you doubt that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, ascended into heaven, and will return one of these days. Uh, if this is the way you feel, it restricts the word in your life. Your sermons have no teeth in it. Your teaching have no teeth in it. People are not convicted. People don't come to hear. i like for you to know that this little camera operation here on this studio and what we're doing with Andy, Andy Hines, uh, it's going all over the world. All over, all over the world. People everywhere from, from, from China are constantly coming to our website. So the Holy Spirit, the resistance against the gifts of the Holy Spirit, robs faith out of your ministry. It robs. It's not that you're not a good preacher. It's not that you don't have the gift of rhetorical excellence. It's that you reject the Holy Spirit. And so what you have is you blabbing your mouth without power, without anointing, without strength. Without releasing. The internet's going off. We're having all kinds of internet problems. That's okay. Keep on going. All right. Now, I don't know when I'm going to go through, but... Uh, it we'll post it from, the, from, the, from this disc. And so just keep going. I just wanted to let you know that we're... Yeah. Are you recording it? You rec okay, now, let's continue. So a resistance against the gifts of the Holy Spirit robs faith out of your ministry. That's what I'm saying. Let, let's continue. Now, that's the, under, under the number one comment. All right? So let's, uh, let's do the second comment. If faith, then, is necessary to release the power of the Word, faith that you need to have needs to be equal to the need. In other words, if faith is that important, then it has to equal the need in front of you. 
In other words, has to be even to the need. Prophesying will apply power to the need if your faith is equal to the need. What do you mean by that? Well, that's somebody that is, has cancer. You've got to have faith that that cancer will leave. You've got to have faith that that cancer will not continue. Amen? Now, let's move on. The Holy Spirit is constantly identifying the need. If there's one thing the Holy Spirit does, is to identify the need. It has to do with how you feel about your problems. When you doubt that God can heal, you are quenching your faith, and most of you all are, are, are quenching the Holy Spirit. You don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. God knows about your need. He knows you're going through a situation, difficult situation. And so what I'm saying to you is that prophesying, it's a move of God, but respects your opinion about the Holy Spirit. And so quenching the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit can't operate in your life and the anointing is not there because uh, you simply uh, have, have no faith equal to the need. You have no faith equal to the need. You've got to have faith equal to the need. If that happens, then God knows about your need and he'll take care of it. All right. So doubts, fears, questions, Denying the presence of God only stops the flow of the Holy Spirit. That is why in terms of being liberal, you can't be liberal against the Holy Spirit. When you fight and you war against the Holy Spirit, you become a man that uh, is running your own ministry and you are then uh, uh, quenching the presence of God in your life. If faith is equal to the need, you have a miracle. If faith is equal to the need, you have a miracle. Read Matthew 9, 20, 22. Matthew 9, 20. Uh, uh, is that right? Matthew 9, 20. Now, this is a story of a, of, a, of, a, of a person that had a very, very, very powerful need. And Jesus arose and followed him, followed Jairus to the house. Now, as he goes, behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood. Twelve years. I mean, she's been sick for twelve years. Came from behind him and touched the hem of his garment. It's the blue and white tassel worn at the four corners of the upper garment. In Numbers 15.37, he gave a description. That he, he touched the hem of his garment. All the way to Jairus' house. Now, this woman's been sick for 12 years. That's the first thing I want to tell you. And in her desperation, she made a plan. The plan was to get on my fours and go through the crowd and get close to him so I can touch it. If I only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. 
Now, the plan to touch the hem of Jesus' garment was made by a woman that had 12 years of, of illness. And so she's desperate. You find in Scripture, in several times, Jesus touching the sick. But in this case, it's the only case where the person touches Jesus. Now, I find that interesting because it's the only case and the only time where, and I don't believe that's the only time because when Jesus was in the crowd, many people were thronging and pressing upon him and touching him. I believe that many people were healed. But, but in terms of, of specifically stating the fact, this woman is one of the, one, the only one that came from behind and touched, knowing that touching, she would be healed. Okay? So, so power here is activated by her touch. It simply proves that Faith can and do only play an important part in healing. If Jesus touched or, or, or she touched Jesus, which is the case, it's very important because all, all that she's doing is operating on faith that she has that a touch will heal her case. I've a, she had a flow of blood, and I've told them several times, I have a brother that is a OBGYN pediatrician, gynecologist, obstetrician, gynecologist. And uh, there's one tumor that it looks like uh, 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 a ball of an explosion, atomic explosion. And, and uh, the operation to do that is, is a 12-hour operation. And I've been in one of them. Uh, but that's the only type of uh, female problem that he bleeds, uh, and, and, and the person can live for a long time. Twelve years is a long time to live with, uh, with an issue of blood. So power here is activated by a touch. In verse 22b, at the end of the verse, Jesus turns around looking. I want to show it. But Jesus turned him about. So why, he, why is he turning? Because he knew that power came out of him. Now, if Jesus knew that power came out of him, do you know when power came out of him? Because when you begin to pray for people that are sick, there's, there's a, a, a cloud of disgusting, a cloud of tiredness, a cloud of anxiety, a cloud of turmoil, a cloud of weakness, as if somehow you... Th- now, as we begin to begin to move in the area, and we can't get out, like being in Brazil, with about uh, 20 people up front doing the Coca-Cola line, and there's a thousand people receiving prayer. As you begin to force and pray and pray and pray and pray, faith in you rises, and the first person that is benefited from is you. So Jesus <coughs> is looking because real faith touched him. Real power touched him. Her faith was amazingly powerful. Because when Jesus was touched, he knew that power came out of him. And it says, when he saw her. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. Verse 22, it's just a verse. He said, Be of, he said daughter, 
which really is not a woman anymore. It's a daughter. A dear uh, daughter here means dear one, sweet and kind woman, gentle woman, gentle daughter of the Lord. Be of good cheer. Be of good comfort. Isn't that prophesying? Encouraging, building, comforting. You know, I told you in the beginning of our Bible teaching that Barnabas was a man that was called the son of consolation. Comfort, console, encourage. <clears throat> Jesus is prophesying all over her. She said, daughter, be of good comfort. Before I was a woman, now is a daughter. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman, and the woman was made whole from that same hour. Mm, what a wonderful, what a wonderful. Now, from just about being a woman, she became a daughter. Be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. I want to pray with you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for those that are listening this morning that the power of the Holy Spirit of God will heal who you are. I pray, God, that the power of the Holy Spirit of God will deliver you from where you are. I pray, God, that the faith that you have will be will be doubled to where you'll be able to deal with the business for 2023 in a different way. And I know that the Lord is going to look about and see because he's going to look about to, to, to the south of the United States and China and Asia, anywhere. He's going to turn around, look about, and see you on your knees interceding, praying, asking the Lord to, 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 to re, 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 change the move of the Spirit of God and bring the healing that you require. Bring the job that you require. Bring the money that you require in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that you be comforted this morning about the storm that came in last night all over the southeast of the United States. And a lot of flood is all over the place. The lakes are just above and coming to the shore. I pray in the name of Jesus that you that have a car that don't work this morning, when you crack it, it will work. I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of God will move upon your life in such a way to where you will not be anyone but an anointed woman and man of God, prophesying, edifying, building, comforting the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Atribulado pela ação de Satanás Clamando no escuro Correndo em 